Welcome to the Rooted Podcast, the landowner podcast to empower you with inspiration, new perspectives, and quick tips for your landownership and management journey. So if you can't tell, I'm definitely recording back in my car today. Um, so ignore any background noise you may be hearing, but I wanted to speak with you about when to harvest. So I know in another podcast where I talk about like, how can you tell if you're ready to harvest or how can you tell what your timber is worth? But today we're going to be talking about when to harvest in regards to rotation age. Now, if you're completely new to land ownership and management, rotation age is essentially the amount of time that you decide between planting and doing your final harvest. And when I'm talking about final harvest, I am talking about clear cutting, which is one of the most common methods for your final harvest in the southeast. So how do you determine when to do that? What is your time frame? And if you haven't guessed, ding, 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 is going to be related to your goals. Now, I am going to give some standards of what is very common down here, but you ultimately get to decide what is the right time frame for you. And there really isn't a right or wrong answer. That's the beauty of all of this. Picking your rotation age will help you determine what type of mid-management steps you're going to be taking. It is also going to help you decide and set realistic goals and expectations when you know your your rough rotation age that final harvest years so let me give an example because it's going to be a lot easier to explain this when i start putting numbers to the statement so a standard rotation age or a stereotypical age for intensive civil culture industry like companies is 25 years and that's probably on the high end it's going to be actually closer between 22 and 25 years that means they are allowing from when they plant the trees into the ground no more than 25 years until they do their final harvest okay now for the average landowner you know the average joe the average jane in the southeast their rotation age stereotypically is between 25 and 30 years so we'll just say 30 years so on average the average landowner the average family has about a five-year longer rotation age than say industry does and there are different reasons for this one it's just simply because industry of course is a lot more intensive in a lot of their civil cultural practices they usually uh, purchase higher genetic seedlings that are able to grow so much faster and reach different merchantable product sizes sooner than the average family Um, and they are looking across a much larger landscape as a whole Uh, compared to your average family that maybe you have 50 acres, maybe it's 500 acres, usually you are going to be more stereotypically tunneled visioned in to this one tract. Isn't always the case. There are plenty of families that have multiple tracts in multiple counties and even in multiple states. So this is just a very generalized statement. But typically you're looking at about 30 years. Now, how did we come to that number of 30 years? Now, in the Southeast, again, your most managed, intensely managed, and what I talk about the most, of course, are your pines, your southern yellow pines. And this most likely is going to be loblolly pine, but it could also be slash or longleaf. Longleaf tends to have about at least a five-year um, difference in their rotation age, where it's going to be at least five years longer than your loblolly or your slash, again, on average. But 30 years tends to be picked because 
you want to do that final harvest, you know, kind of before your end of life. A lot of times, most landowners and most families will be planning that harvest age around retirement or college funding years, kind of depending on how the cards fall at that point in time. But yellow, southern yellow pine can get relatively old kind of quickly. Like an 80-year-old Lawbally stand is a really old Lawbally stand. Is it as old as they could possibly get if you just let them grow? Absolutely not. You know, they can get 100 or so years old. And longleaf, you'll have some, um, like, old growth, we'll call it, longleaf stands that are fairly rare but about 300 years old. So pines can grow very old. But when we talk about pine plantations and your management age-wise anything older than especially 40 years you're looking at a really old stand okay and this is different for hardwoods and we're not going to touch on hardwoods today but how do you determine your harvest age that's what this kind of all started out with was how do you determine when to harvest and again we're bringing it back to our goals what is the purpose of the stand what is the purpose of this land for you that ultimately will help give you kind of some parameters of what to work within so if your purpose is for some strong timber income revenue you're going to be looking at the shorter side because time is money here so the longer you wait to do that final harvest the smaller amount of that you know ROI is going to be for you and obviously the shorter you can cut it the more rotations you can kind of put in the higher the ROI is going to be now again this is very very generalized here if you say have more of that wildlife objective say it's a very strong deer hunting quail plantation um bird watching whatever it may be but you obviously are still going to be getting some income from it that will change your harvest rotation age a little bit one it might take off that clear cutting large clear cutting off the table completely or it's going to probably increase the length because you're not looking to maximize your ROI. So you're not looking to bring that rotation age as small as possible to get either as many clear cuts in as as you can within your lifespan or to just maximizing that timber return for you here. Okay. So again, I'm going to explain this a little bit better in, in just a second, but a typical wildlife objective, you know, is probably going to be between 30 and 40 years and a typical strong timber income rotation objective is going to be between that 20 and 30 years and it simply does come down to first things first just increasing that ROI just simple finances of growth allowing the trees to continue to grow out there before cutting them and maximizing that profit now the second thing that will also help you determine what your harvest rotation age might be besides your goals what's going to complement that is of course your local markets what markets are you growing your pine trees for is it for pulpwood is it for salt timber is it for poles now the difference between salt timber and poles is going to be not hugely significant okay so you're able to get small poles at about the same age as salt timber poles and salt timber their biggest difference is not necessarily always in diameter it is strictly in quality and straightness of form okay so getting good you know genetics and really staying on top of your silviculture to kind of help them be as straight as possible as quickly as possible of course um, is going to give you some more pole products, essentially, compared to salt timber. So that's really the big difference there. You can grow 
larger poles, which of course is going to be more money, uh, but you're going to be adding in some time to it. And you're not going to be, say, cutting out all of your salt timber, chip and saw and pulp, and then just letting your poles continue to grow. Your poles and your, we'll call them lower quality products, do have to be clear cut roughly at all at the same time. Now, the exception might be is, say, quail plantations, and if poles are in big demand, then you might be able to get someone to go out there and clear cut a quail plantation. But all in all, when you do your final harvest, you need to make sure it matches with the products you are aiming to go for. And if that is a large quality pole that you're aiming to, to manage for, to maximize at your final harvest, you probably will be extending your final harvest age, we'll just say at least by five years. And then you're going to be taking different mid-management steps. You might be doing definitely a first thinning, a second thinning, maybe even a third thinning, depending on how thick you planted your trees to begin with, how fast are they growing. And again, just coming down to your markets, how often are you cutting and doing these thinning operations now? So how do you determine when is the best time to harvest, when is the best time to cut? Because I do want you to also have a harvest plan. This rotation age that you decide is going to help you not get, we'll say, swindled and easily persuaded to, to cut when you're not ready or to leave it when you're not ready. On both sides of the spectrum there, there can be some resentful and regretful feelings. If you cut before you're ready, I think we're all very aware of what those negative feelings are going to be. You're going to be just you know, kind of in the whoa, what have I done moment, especially because that harvest time period does look so devastating. I mean, I don't shy away. I don't lie. I don't sugarcoat it. Logging can look really, really ugly and it's going to look ugly for at least a year, maybe even two years, depending on, you know, just your site prep and how long everything takes. It's going to be ugly. So if you harvest before you are ready, you're going to be in a very kind of um, regretful state and it's going to look 10 times worse to you in that moment simply because of the emotions that are built up behind it. Now on the flip side, if you let your trees continue growing way past what you probably preferred for your harvest rotation age, you won't have quite the same, you know, what have I done moments. I will say that because your trees are still there. So your emotions that are tied to that mature forested landscape you know, aren't going to be the same as when you see something that's completely knocked over and you have debris everywhere. Those emotions aren't going to be like that. However, you might be having a little bit of this pining inside of like, I don't know if this is the right decision. I feel like I'm prolonging things. Um, you might be just kind of thinking about like, I wonder what if. It's going to be more so of the what if factor looking back in hindsight of, I wonder what I could have gotten if I harvested back then, say on the return, especially if the market does go down and you get less money on that delayed end of the harvest compared to if you harvested when you had originally planned to. So you might be having a lot of these uh, what ifs, how much could I have gotten at that point of time? How much further along could I have been in this next rotation uh, for this new forest? What what could I have done? It's going to be more of those thoughts. They are they going to be as 
large and overwhelming as perhaps is harvesting too soon? No, of course not. The only exception would be is if a natural disaster comes through and takes out a large portion of your trees that you delayed in harvesting and now you aren't able to get any return. Then obviously you're going to be having a lot of regretful what if thought processes. Now, is that going to happen? There's no guarantee of tomorrow. Of course, you know, even the Bible says to basically do not be anxious about tomorrow. So we can't be anxious about tomorrow and I don't want that for you. What I'm saying here is I want you to choose a harvest rotation age that meets your goals of what you want to get from your land with purpose, with intentionality, and then stick to it. Now, if your plans change 10 years from now and moving that rotation age meets your new goals, There's no problem with that. I have no problem with you delaying your harvest as long as it meets your new goals. I do not want you to delay your harvest simply because of, you know, the the newest, latest trends or some some warm fuzzy feelings and marketing about how you are doing better things for the environment by not cutting your trees down at this point in time. I don't want you to do that because you're going to be looking back in hindsight saying, what if and being a little potentially remorseful about what you did or just not feeling fully confident in that delay. Now, again, if you choose to delay and it meets your new goals and helps you reach that purpose for your land, no problem with it. On the flip side, there's going to be very rare instances. I think you're going to be happy with harvesting sooner then later. So a few instances of you might be happier if you decide to harvest sooner than you plan to is the market's outstanding and you're going to make twice the amount of money. Say you were planning on harvesting in three years, you know, nothing significant of like hugely in the distance feaster. But say you were like my harvest rotation age is 25 years, that's three years from now. Something happens and you get offered a nice amount of money. Maybe it's rainy season and you have really dry land. You maybe have some small poles out there after a natural disaster and you get offered, you know, a really nice price to clear cut now versus in three years. You know, you're probably not going to be mad about that. What I don't want to happen again is for you to not really have a harvest rotation age decided in your head, but you know you're not ready. It and you're just like, I'm no, we're not going to clear cut now. And someone comes to you, shines some, you know, pretty paper in your face again, silver tongue fox probably maybe talks about all the great things you harvest, but you weren't ready. And this most likely was because you never had that rotation age. You never even considered when you might do this final harvest. So when it is done, you are not emotionally prepared for it. And everything is going to look devastating to you. No matter if they followed best management practices to the T and even went above and beyond. No matter if you did get an amazingly high stumpage price way above all your neighbors. It really isn't going to matter what you get or how well it's done it's going to look devastating to you because you weren't emotionally prepared for that final harvest because you didn't have a harvest rotation plan. And this is why I harp so heavily on it. I love timber harvesting. I want everyone to have it as a part of their forest management plan. And I believe you need to have it, but it needs to be intentional and it needs to line up with your, your ultimate goals, your ultimate plans. And you need to have that conversation not only with you but within your family because if you right now are being the only manager within the family and you make a decision like this as well the family is going to probably um you know 
have their own thoughts and feelings that may not quite be on the same page. So especially when it comes to deciding when to do that harvest of, you know, how long are we going to let these trees stay in here? I would say it's probably pretty wise to get on the same page with everybody. And so when that time frame comes, everyone's on board because everyone knew at year 30, these trees were getting cut. There's not really a whole lot of uh, discussion around it because that was always the plan. You know, you should probably still discuss it, but uh, there's not going to be or shouldn't be as much pushback because it was already previously talked about and previously planned. Now, if you just decide to change goals on it, you'll have to have that discussion again. But having these open discussions is one going to really help the family kind of look at the family land as an asset instead of liability. They're going to be have more value within it and they're going to ultimately feel more connected with it because they are helping in that decision process. Anyways, I appreciate y'all's listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and if you're kind of wondering like, well, how can I be more intentional with my land management, with my harvesting? I really recommend checking out our newest intensive training, Landowner to Steward, where we are combining scripture plus land management and really focusing on finances and sustainability. And trust me, everything that you do on the land is going to tie to these two things. So be sure to check out Landowner Steward. It's going to be hosted on September 18th, but enrollment is open now. So do not miss your opportunity. And until next time.